Well, welcome, folks. Uh, week twenty-seven of the podcast. Uh, and what a, a disappointing week, shall we say? I'm I'm not blaming Derry City. I'm not even blaming Tobo. I'm not blaming some Pats or referees or penalties. I'm blaming me now. Trusty sidekick Michael Wilson. First week on starts off like a house on fire against Drogheda, and then it goes Pete Tong. Well, Michael, welcome. Oh, <laughs> delighted to be back. I'm not sure I'm ready to talk about this yet. To be brutally honest, but I I, I think that's a wee bit harsh. <laughs> I've been in there and I, I've seen them. What was it? Win one, uh, draw one. They they barely conceded a goal, and you're 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 saying I'm a jinx. Well, I know you're right. Like you know, and in fairness, uh, like you can't you can't really be disappointed with performances. The free games, the the Drahada game, it was a great performance. Would you run it? But then the two were just penalty shit heartache. But we'll start, I suppose, at Tala and Tobo and. Yeah, you'd watch it on TV, like the I was down there, and I think it might have been you sent me a message saying, what's the crowd like? And I, I think I replied to you, you have a better view, because I was sitting in the middle, so I couldn't see. The atmosphere was unbelievable, and then when you seen it, when I seen the highlights come back, there was some crowd, to be fair, credit where credit's due, the, the numbers that went to Tala, first of all. Oh, definitely, I was a wee bit, I was a wee bit jealous, I can't, can't deny it, the journal deadlines being what they were, man, I got the pleasure of getting the paper out, so I couldn't make it down to the match itself, but... You were right. It just I was my one, my one sort of will they won't they was what sort of crowd you're going to get because I thought Derry would need the crowd, but you have to say it was unbelievable on a Thursday night. We said it. We said it last week. I mean, to bring that sort of numbers on a Thursday night, possibly a Thursday and a Friday off work for guys bringing kids and all, tells you everything about the Stanton and the club and the, the people that are behind it, the supporters that are there. So. Uh, Hats off to everybody went down. The atmosphere they created, it came across on the TV from where I was watching that. As I say, you were sending me messages up and down. I was jealous as hell the more you sent, to be brutally honest. But it, it was remarkable to see. Like, it was remarkable. I know a few few mates had absolutely jumped in the bandwagon. Kevin Lees and co. And they, I, I'd warned him proud of it. I said, listen, this could go the full hog. You might need Friday morning off. <laughs> and I said, oh, no, no, 90 minutes. No. I said, I'm telling you, you could go the whole way, which it did. Went the whole way to penalties. And, uh, and shall we say he admitted that he should have took the Friday off but he couldn't he got out at 10 past 4 <laughs> Friday morning alarm went off at 8 o'clock so you can imagine he was well impressed the thing he is you don't mind getting in at 10 past 4 if you want if him to but with that sort of that sort of heartbreaking finale I mean it, it may as well have been 10 past 8 I'm sure you're just dragging yourself in and you have to say I've noticed a couple of people going oh they were out and things like that no I, I couldn't fault Derry over the over those two games at end penalties the, the performances were excellent uh, the caveat with the second one being you're coming off that total result which is I would even give them more credit for the St Pat's display than I would for Tobal because sometimes as supporters and, and the media here we're very quick to go oh you know they have to do this these, these guys are human too that's a huge emotional sort of disappointment for them on, on Thursday to pick yourselves up, to dominate Pats, who barely got a kick or out did a couple of chances, but Derry were all over them again. I don't know. I don't know what Rory Higgins has done. He must have run over about six black cats or something. I don't know, broken a couple of mirrors, because even even talking about boys, if they play like that, I think they're going to be grand in the running. I, I don't have an issue with that, but the luck has to change at some point. Well, this is up. Like, you know, he looked at the game against... Tobo and it was a case of right an overrated loaded there but he didn't need an early goal but the early goal came the atmosphere was up and then it was just you know 
Paul McMullen great chance. Obviously, Keane Kavanagh last kick of the game. And I think it sort of disappointed me Keane Kavanagh was he picks it up, lays it to Brandon Kavanagh, gets it back, has an unbelievable first touch. Yeah, and then he just absolutely snatches at it. And if the whistle goes up, and he just went, that really was the last kick of the game. Uh, but no, from that point of view, it was a really good sort of performance. Uh, and they played they played good football. And they, we were all thinking, everybody we spoke to, speaking to Gareth McGlynn down the game, we were sort of going, Tobo will score, Tobo will score. Our prediction was Tobo will yeah, score. I thought that. Derry just dominated them. Like, yeah. They didn't, like, I didn't mind. There was a few chances they get in. They uh, have the striker. We winger too get in a few times for them, uh, playing the right hand side, get in behind. Aye, aye, no, 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 clear cuts. Like Paul McMullen's a clear cut, Keane Kevin yeah. is a clear cut. Uh, so they didn't have anything clear cut at all. And there is, I say, dominated and got at it. And uh, I had a funny sort of moment at the game before the game. Peter Wallace, the there is a director, says, Is there any room beside you? And because Gary Ferry, aka Darnan Signaled, got sick on the way down <laughs> and went home from Ochnacloin, didn't go to the match. I did have a spare seat, so I said, Peter, there's a seat here. And he goes, great, the youth delegate. I went, oh, that's not what I need. I do not need a youth delegate sitting beside me. So it was quite calm and composed until, I have to admit, Keen Kavanagh's missed chance in yeah. the last kick. Because I had said to a few of the reporters, oh, it'll be done in 90 minutes, boys, I'm telling you, yeah, I'm going to get up a road in 90 minutes. So when Keen Kavanagh missed, shall we say, we slightly forgot ourselves that it wasn't Gary Ferry beside us. And I sort of, oh, I'm hand on top of her, you fidelicate, and I apologize to him. He goes, no, no, that's fine, it is fine, no problem. You nearly won. You physically assaulted him. That is 100%. So he was all civil, great crack, with a good bit of crack in the extra time and the penalty shooter, he was civil. No, I'm still panicking, and Philip is going to find now, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, So yeah, it was, it was one of them nights, basically. But no, you, you sat and watched it on TV, and I, I would assume the performance came across really well. Derry played well, like... It's it's a sort of it's a contradiction to say it, but it was probably the most positive exit from Europe you could think of. If you know that that sounds ridiculous to say it, it doesn't make sense. But again, you have to put the context of that match. This is a team that beat Basel. You know, I heard boy, oh, Kevin, I should have scored. He probably should. I think McMullen's chance. Sort of people haven't talked about it too. It was a really was a good chance, chance too. But you know, people are saying, oh, I should have done this. Should have done that. Derry were excellent. In, the, in football games, you have moments, and Derry were unlucky that they didn't capitalise on probably those two chances. But the team they're playing against knocked out the Basel, who were semi finalists last year. That that's the pedigree. That, you know, gone are the days, and I think a lot a lot of it, the league in general. Not even talking about Derry, but in the past, you've seen you know. You went out into Europe. You parked the bus. Get everybody behind. Try and nick a goal. Maybe lump a set piece in. And as we said last week, it wasn't like that. Derry, Derry were the team playing the football. Derry were the team. If you were a scout at that match and you were trying to pick out players, most of them would have been red white. You know what I mean? And that, that's a huge credit to the club, to the recruitment process, to the coaching, because Tobol were a good side with international footballers in them. And yet, if you were looking at that in the cold light of day, take the Derry City hat off and say, pick out your best players. Uh, well, now the wee Ivanovic guy I thought was very good for them. Maybe him aside, I thought McMullen was superb. He, some of them, that fullback's going to have nightmares about him for the next six months. You know, Diallo, uh, Patchy in the second. Mickey Duffy. Mickey Duffy. They were all, they were all excellent. Those are the players you would pick out. And that says everything. The, 
we're talking about that as if as if you know they won, and and the thing is, you keep, you're trying to scratch your head and go, for all that performance, for all that, for all the chances, they ended up going out. They ended up they ended up spot kick away from history, that's and that's what you have to remember. You you have to put that in the context that no dairy team has ever gone beyond beyond that. That team was a kick of a ball away from from making club history, and you know. And you couldn't say they didn't deserve it. They didn't do it with a rear guard action. They played that. I thought they were a better team, both legs. Both legs, I really And I think, I'm not 100%, so no doubt we'll get a few people saying, no, you're, you're oh, wronger. So, like. But exactly. <laughs> but I think they actually might have become the first League of Ireland side to get to the qualifying stages, starting the first round. You normally come yeah. on from like the Champions League down and all that thing. But I think because Derry started in that round, they were, as you say, a penalty kick-away of getting to the group season. I think that would have been the first League of Ireland team they get that far yeah. coming from the first round. Now, it's a cert. That is not the case. I will get a message <laughs> on social media saying, no, Sligo done it in 19, whatever. So, but that's that's what I think. Like, But no, look, it, it, it's, it's, it was disappointing. There's no two ways about it, but you had to take the positives out of the game. Uh, and, and, you know, as I say, that even the fans, they, they knew, like, the penalty shootout was the one, obviously, Penn Doherty, unfortunately, it's well, just, the, the big just, question you've probably been asked, I've been asked, is, and everybody says it was, why was the goalkeeper hitting? You know, why, why was Brian Maher hitting the penalty? And I don't really understand the question, if I'm honest. No, well, I think the big thing first before Brian Maher's penalty was the whole Keane Kavanaugh was halfway up the ticket, and then he was yes, called back. Yes. Now people then were saying, "Oh, you shouldn't have called him back." The referee, you would have called you him back to. because you, you nominated the the, yeah. the list. The ref would have looked at the numbers went, "That's not number Ben Dorn." And they would have had it on the note, so it was irrelevant that they, they switched them. That in itself is an indication of the pressure. Ah, exactly. The pressure and the stress yeah. and the, you know, the nerves that there are of these players. As I say, they're professional footballers. But you can just, I, all people always talk about did the practice penalties. You can't, you can't recreate I, you, that. Exactly. You, you can't can't practice, that. They did practice penalties. And obviously when Brian Maher came at that time, Brian Maher has obviously... Well, we know he's a lovely striker of the ball. Oh, he can pick a pass. He can do. You know, it's just one of them things. Look, it's penalty. That, that's, that's the way happen. it works. I mean, I know people were saying that, and anybody who's ever been in a penalty shootout should have been the D and D Irish League League of Ireland Champions League. They'll know how a shootout works. The manager brings the players round him. He's looking for boys to put the hand up. It doesn't matter, and it's not as if you are talking about a goalkeeper who can't kick a ball you seen him on Sunday this distribution was first class that guy could play outfield uh, <laughs> I would say in the five of sides he is outfield. I would say he loves it too so I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't in any doubt or any worry any way worried when he when he stepped up but that's outfield players miss Keep, you know keepers, that's just the way it is it's a shootout They're, it was just it's a pity the way it, the way it went because then it sort of gave people a wee bit of an in Maybe to 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 criticise slightly, but if you're a manager, you're going into a shootout. The first thing you look at is who's putting their hands up for a penalty shoot. That's uh, how it works. That's that's simple as. And I had no issue with Brian hitting it. As we said, we've seen him play the sort of sweeper keeper role. Nine times out of ten, he probably puts that away. But as I say, you can't recreate the pressure. It wasn't even a bad penalty. It was down no. to the keeper. The keeper guessed right. He jumped. It's easy. It's happened to everybody. And like, saved so, it exactly. You know, I, would, I would have no recriminations about it. In my book, if you're brave enough to step up and hit that, well, you hit it. You, you, you score, you miss. That's the way it goes. Like. Exactly, exactly. And it it just meant the end that Sunday's game, the end, you move on to St. Pat's. The big thing was uh, 
getting supporters with the supporters come out because at the end of the day it was a long trip to Dublin, dear trip to Dublin. Uh, but again, they come out in their numbers, huh. like and and like you just see what what, what it's like. Uh, it was just phenomenal again. The support came out, and again, they started they started off like a house on fire against some Pats were really good in the first half and probably should have been at least one up at half time, you know, because they had the chances. Yes, they didn't trouble uh, Linus and the and some Pats goal. There's a lot of blocks, uh, McGrath block and and, and uh, Joe Redmond, the boys throwing their body in the line, all that type of thing, patching a great effort. But and that's probably the only thing we would say is it's just that we final bit of luck or creativity or something they get in because they are getting in the positions. Jimmy yeah. McGonagall was on with a great chance, couldn't get the ball at his feet. It was just these wee things that can change a game, can change a tie. I'll let I- I'd agree with you because we said last week when we were trying to do the predictions of your member, we were trying to, we said that the Pats match depended so much on what happened on Thursday night. Now, if I had known last week the way that European match had played out and you'd asked me to make a prediction, I would have been really worried about the Pats match, the Pats match, given how that how that played out. Because people talk about oh, you know, forgetting about even the physical, you know, you've. What was it? Seventy-two hours to recover. You know, forget. Oh, we had a good that. debate about that, so we thought. Oh, we did. We did the debate. Was it three days, four days, seventy-two hours? Sucking it up is super. My calculator worked it out. It was less than seventy-two. Yeah. <laughs> but even forgetting about the physical side of it, because he only changed four players. You know, I know, I know there wasn't too many that actually played the full hundred and twenty minutes, but it, it's the it's the mental side of it. Picking yourself up after such a disappointment that is the real challenge. These guys are fit. They can play a couple of games. Uh, in three or four days albeit not every single week you wouldn't want them to but the mental side of it so I was nearly expecting talking to talking to Orla Mullen before the game we were chatting about what we what we thought were gonna, was going to happen and and we sort of both expected Pats to come flying out of the blocks really attack Derry really get at them didn't happen Derry took the ball I, I think it was did I time it at about 35 minutes before Pats managed to get into the Derry penalty area now that's that's dominating. That's dominating. Like that's that's and that is credit to the 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 mental strength that the boys had. Obviously, the physical, the physical recovery was superb from Derry City. They're the better team. They're the better team. Now, what I would say is, for all the domination, first half, they didn't really create an opening. I don't remember. I know there was a couple of blocks, and I thought I thought Redmond McGrath were were excellent for the whole Aye. game. I think that made them two made such a difference for Pat's. And there were probably the difference between Derry going through and, and not going through. Uh, the one disappointment first half was definitely they didn't create anything. Lovely football, the build up, you know, was excellent. Uh, changed second half because, bar that superb save from Maher, uh, the header I think from from Lonergan was it? Ah, Lonergan. Bar that, all the chances were Derry's, and they and they did open pants yeah. up a couple of times. And again, your frustration there is, you were talking about missed chances against Tobol. Probably missed chances against Pats. Yep. They'd be fair to Pats in the first half. Like They had probably the best two chances. You had Connor yeah, Carfrey yeah. uh, spun McKellen. And they still a blast. They tried to lob Brian Barr. And then right on half time, right back Sam Curtis, who everybody's talking about, could be going across the water. Yeah. He bombed forward and great save by Brian Barr. But you're right, the second half of stuff in ball game, you had McGonagall, the header was tapped over. You had obviously then you had the chance then too with, with Kieran Cole. Yeah. So no, they, they were better. It's just that 
turning them chances and, and turning that possession, sorry, and the chances, and then more importantly, taking them. And it was just again, you went the penalties. I think I get me two predictions apart from Derry one and up. I had fancy penalties in both ties, and I would go I the I would go the full way, but unfortunately, I didn't get the Derry Derry one and penalties. In my defence, I think if McMullen and Gavin scores, they went three one against Tobles. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> But no, you were right, you were right, you said you thought they would go the full way and little did we know how accurate those would be, uh, you know, to damn you, McLaughlin. Uh, exactly, exactly, it was one lane. But it was a case where we, we went on the, the very after game uh, on, on Sunday and we, got a, we spoke to him, obviously, you know, yourself, he was absolutely got it and disappointed. So we'll hear from Derry City Manager Rory Higgins now after Sunday's game. An extremely tough one to take, um, and we've deserved the one both of the games, um, absolutely. And uh, play, the players deserve a lot more. Yeah, when you want to be a successful football club, you play in different competitions, and that's what it's all about. And I felt they were uh, slightly negative in their approach, um, and I felt that uh, we thoroughly dominated the game and, and, and should have won. Listen, each to their own. Um, good luck to them, they're a good side, they've good players, good manager. Um, but they sat in and and, um, and tried to frustrate us, but we were good and, and we opened them up and, and should have won. What I would say is that what the players have given over the last while and, and particularly the last four days, going to the well in both games and um, they deserve huge credit and absolutely got it for the players and, and um, uh, we have to dust ourselves off now and, and, and get ready for a big uh, league finale. They're devastated, they're gutted um, and, but we've spoke about it in there that we're in really good form, we're playing some brilliant stuff at the minute and, and um, we, we, uh, we're on a good run and it's important that we don't forget that. It's important that uh, we remind ourselves of, of, of the way we're playing at the minute and, and, and they try to continue that. We spoke after Thursday night, uh, not to get too downbeat because of the performance and, and we've said the same in there. Um, like The commitment that they've put in, players are, have absolutely gone to the well over and over and over again and, and, and deserve huge credit. and. and we know that if we keep uh, our performance levels at the level that they are at the minute, then we'll, we'll, we'll go close. And um, as I said, we're playing well at the minute and, and we need to continue that. Well, there was the dairy manager, Rory Higgins, we were on with Mick, and you could just see it. He was just distraught for the second game. I've seen that fist in the space of 72 hours, 69, 70 hours, <laughs> where i seen it on the Thursday night. He was distraught and the same again. It's one of those. It's one of those press conferences you hate going into, don't you? Like I mean, we're sort of we're smiling about it now, but uh, you just you could just feel the disappointment hanging in the air. Supporters, players, really. And the one thing I would say is, is we went in there, and you know, there was a big, big sort of media contingent up, and and you know, the room we do interviews and all, and we're sort of in the in the corner there. But I thought he, I thought he conducted himself very, very well afterwards. What I loved, what I loved about him. Is he came out swinging, you know what I mean, and and that's what like, as a manager, he must have been sort of pulling his hair out because 
they gave him everything over the two games. I've seen a couple of boys in, in the in the in the aftermath criticizing the club and all, and there are small things you could criticize. But let's be honest, you, you the, those players emptied the tank twice. They done everything. Now, should they have won? Should they have scored? Absolutely, they should have. You know, but those are instances and matches. I don't think the manager can you know anything like that can be held to account that the team was playing football. But as I say, what I loved is he came out, he backed him to the hilt, and then he said about attacking the final league games. I love that. You know that you've been in a million press conferences. You know, Derry City are playing foil harps under fours, and you get the this is going to be a tight match line. But what I love as a manager, coming out, stating what he wants from his team, don't give them any room for you know, for regular room. It it sounded confident, and I liked that. I really did like that. I think the players would appreciate that after. Hi, and he, he also talked about uh, uh, Diallo and the devastation yeah. for him, where he, he was absolutely devastated after the game because Sads had missed last year's final, getting sent off, I think it was in the final of the game or the second last game of the season last year. And he, like every player that day, went to the Aviva, came out on the pitch with their suits and went, holy mother of God, as... Shelburne any fans at all here like it was just full of red and white dairy full of everybody there the amount of fans is children and they, and they played the Aviva way over 30 odd thousand whatever it was like Diallo knows himself chances he got there that, that, yeah. that's sort of the pinnacle that's, that's the big bang in your yeah, career forget about Europe's a big thing but a cup final at the Aviva when they seen it and he knew because he's played in the league long enough he knew that look if you can get past some pats You've a fair chance. You're two games away from yeah. the final again. Like so, I can see the devastation. But I like the way Rory spoke about him saying, "Look, yes, he's got it, but he's been on Bully buffers, and he'll go again." Yeah, no, no, you're right. It's the one thing that I've probably the supporters mightn't realize what you're talking about. But anybody who was who was sort of hanging around just after it, of all, as soon as Connolly's uh, spot kick hit the post. I think Diallo just dropped to the ground, didn't he? He just literally dropped to the ground. You could see he was... They were all devastated. Of course they were. Yeah. But he is. He had obviously, like you said, he had missed that last season, probably, and he would hold his hands up and say through his own fault. He knows that he, he should have been there. He should have been playing. Like, and that makes it ten times worse for him. So he's had. He's obviously had his eyes on, what What the hell did I miss last year? I want to get back to it. Like, And you could just... My heart went out to him, actually. There was a... George Sweeney, our, our photographer, took a great shot of him, just, you know, on the ground, head down. When I say great shot, it's, it, it just summed I up. Took, yeah, summed know, up the, the feeling. Summed up the whole feeling, and I did. My heart went out to him, but, but you're right, Rory, you, you addressed that, and the fact that he went straight into, you know, we'll feel sorry for ourselves for, for the night. Tomorrow morning we're back, and we've got 10 league games, and if we play like that, you know, we'll go close. Of course, you can never, you never say what's going to happen. But I love that confidence. That's what I want. The big question is, of course, well, they have to start. Who's going to start taking these chances that are being created? That's the one. That's the only criticism you could aim at them over the couple of days. That's you know? that's exactly it. Just as you say, it's it's getting back on the horse and going again, and it's a trip to Dilly Mount where, as we read, they have a good record of both. There's no denying that. Uh the players will be. Focused, it's a big player in the dressing room now. You're Patrick McElhinney, you're Mickey Duffy, you know, Mickey mightn't be in the 
most talkative whatever Cameron Donegan in particular so we, we know we interviews Cam doesn't do he done his press <laughs> conference when he signed it I don't think we've ever seen him since but these are big players in the change room but they're talking these boys saying right listen we go again there's 10 they go we laugh and joke about it you won your 10 matches you won the league but you know don't get me wrong that's not going to happen I know that I, you I would love that, it I have nothing to do with it I want to distance myself from that last call exactly I would love it but it's not <laughs> happening like, but he started Bose and uh, as you say the manager Roy Higgins was very buoyant uh, so we'll hear from him now just chatting ahead of the the, the Bose game where he just not just the Bose game it's the final the final 10 games does the reaction you got to Thursday night really give you a bit of a clue as to what you'll be hoping to see again because it takes a lot to bounce back from that and albeit it's another penalty shooting defeat but you've produced the performance I'm sure you were, you were hoping for it Aye but I'm not surprised um, a lot of our players are playing extremely well a lot of them are playing at a high level um, and if we can keep them fit and healthy and and uh, and, and and keep them upbeat, then there's no reason why we can't uh, we can't push all the way and and um, we'll do everything in our power to try and achieve something special. There are a few big characters in there too. Right? I mean, you're you're going to look at them maybe to lead some of the younger boys over the next couple of days. Boys that haven't experienced this sort of thing. Aye, absolutely. And we've players who have been there and done it. And, young players who are emerging as well so there's a good combination in there and, and um I would just need to keep our spirits high and, and and look at the way we've played over probably the last eight, nine weeks and, and, and try and uh, maintain that because uh I think at the minute I think um we're playing some of the best stuff that we've played in in, in a long, long time and um I felt they showed unbelievable energy today, considering what they put on the on the Thursday night, and, and I'm just I'm absolutely gutted for the players more than anything because. Can, can they take anything from a, a team like Pats who's seen just you know go to the well right to the right to the end at the, the total, and yet still thought their best plan of attack coming up here was to sit in and defend against you? That says a lot about how you're viewed. I think it says a lot about the way we're playing at the minute, and and. Um, Aye, and players should take huge confidence from. Obviously, we're gutted and, and we're right to be gutted. We're not in the, the business of, of moral um, getting pats in the back for losing, but uh, we we won the game the other night over 90, 120 minutes. We didn't lose the game, we lost in penalties. So um, we are playing well and, and uh, we just need to keep that going. Obviously, it's one game a week, basically. It's just a big player, and everybody knows just. Rattle ahead now for a big finale. Aye, we've, uh, as you say, one game a week. We need to uh, get them rested up now in, in, in the early stages of the week and, and come back in ready to uh, go down the daily amount and, and put in a big performance. Um, it's been a, it's been a good ground this over the years. Um, we've we've a brilliant record down there ever since I can ever remember. So that'll be the plan to go down there and. and and produce a big performance and, and, and try and get a big three points. And obviously you've got the, the squad now, we keep saying it, they, everybody's playing, haven't they played their part? They're going to have to win the finale too. Aye, that's it, and, and um, it's to be embraced, it's to be enjoyed, this is why we're in the game. Uh, I think we've done brilliantly well, they, they stay in the mix uh, when everyone else uh, said we wouldn't be in the mix, so um, aye, we've done brilliantly well to get to this point, now it's just doubling down and, and 
and trying to uh, keep reproducing performances and, and, and seeing how far we can take this. Well, there was Mr Higgins again. Just, I know it was, it was after the game on Sunday, but as you say, it was great to hear him up and at it and let's get ready to rumble with 10 games. I think I'd say to him it's now one game a week. It's done this Thursday and then playing catch-up on the Sunday and whatever else. They don't have that. They're all going to be kicking off the same time. And he started at Bowes on Friday night. He also has Shamrock Rovers playing Dundalk. You have some Pats who are well in. You know, some Pats at the end of the day are second. Uh, they're four points off the top. Coming on there after the penalty shootout success. They're away at UCD. No disrespect. You're thinking of three points there for some Pats. And then you have a, a big game down the lower end of the table. You've Drahada playing Cork. Cork who beat Waterford there uh, on Monday night. They continue their cup campaign there in the quarterfinals. If, you know, they're five behind Drogheda, it's, it's that position then they see second from bottom in the playoff. You then have on Saturday night, you have Sligo at home to Shelburne. So there's there's so many games every year, sort of, Shamrock Rovers ran away with the last couple of years yeah. and they've been nothing. This is probably a weekend where everybody has got something to play for, bar probably some Pats is probably the only gimme. Some Pats at, uh, away at UCD, it's a certain UCD cause a shock and beat them, but no, <laughs> you've obviously then got Rovers home to Dundalk Dundalk you see, I love you uh, exactly well look the goal we hammered them last night so it's enough uh, and you see you've got Rovers at home to Dundalk Rovers are just not we run but they need to get they need to get going again they're, they're not they're, they're conceding uh, conceding a lot of late goals and, and you know one of them wise like they, they, they beat Cork but prior to that like it, it's been draws and defeats and whatever else like in their last game league game against Dundalk was in June when they played them at, at, at Oriel Park and the dog beat them 2-0. So, like, you know, Rovers need they start getting a wee bit of a run going. And, but from Derry's point of view, as I say, Michael, it's just to get back on the horse and you're playing Completely. now Bohemians and getting ready to go again. Completely. You're, what was it, Fergie coined it, squeaky bum time. And, and yeah. you are getting into that sort of stage because... You know, at different parts of the season, you can you can you can maybe take three points, not for granted, but you, you can expect them from certain teams. Not anymore. You're at the stage of the season now where you're meeting a team either pushing for the title, pushing for Europe, or scrapping for their lives. You know, it's either or. And the way the league has worked out this year, I think it's it's the potential to be one of the best run-ins. And I can remember, I think what is it, something like five points separating the top four teams. Yeah. You know, and. And then you've got Dundalk here three points behind that. So like eight points across those all those teams. You wouldn't rule maybe Dundalk are slightly out of it, you would say that, but they'll obviously still have their eyes in Europe and stuff like that. Any one of them, you could make a case for any one of them teams. You really could make a case for any one of them teams. And I know we we're joking about Derry win their matches and you know how they can win the league and all, but a lot of the, the other teams will be thinking the same thing as well. You know, oh, listen, <laughs> Bowes are saying the same at the end of the day. Bowes' last defeat came on the 30th of June against Sligo 3 1. Since then, like, 1 2, they're, they're unbeaten. Well, I think they're, they're actually Seven. a better league run than Derry in the uh, sense that I was I was checking their last five league matches and the three wins and two draws out of those. You know, they had a good run and people aren't talking about them, which managers always love. Exactly. They love this under the radar thing, you know. So let's make sure we talk about them. <laughs> oh, well, I'll certainly be talking about them. As I say, they've got... Even... They played Rockmount, they beat them 6-0. Yeah, but yeah. the squad that they had, that, you know, Afalabi up front, scoring goals. He's now 10 goals. Uh, and the top scorer is... 
Mata's top scorer with 13 goals. He's getting no more. He's moved across the water. So Offalabe is, is probably now favourite to be. They, they won it just to form he's on. They had Ali Kut on the bench. They had uh, Tordic came off the bench too. You know, and This is against Rockmount, so they could do these things. Uh, James okay, Clark yeah. has done well playing in the middle of the field. So he got a couple of goals the other night. So it just tells you that Deggy's got a decent squad. If I can turn the obviously Derry fans don't know him well enough. Uh, it's handy that you can have the likes of Dylan Connolly over the water. He's back. He was in the bench the other night. So it just tells you that there's a good squad there too. So they're going to come on that bowing too. Because you say they're well in there. Like there's no denying it. They're, they're a point behind. They're, they're devil with Derry. Uh, and they're six behind uh, Rovers, who they play after day, you know. So it there's a there's so many there's so many cases that could be made. Like Bose, I don't think Bose are. I think Bose are right in it. I think Pats are right in it. Obviously, Derry's right in. It. If you if you're asking me, it's between the top four at the minute. But that could even change if Dundalk managed to put you know a couple of results together because the bit the key thing is those top four. Will all meet over the next few weeks. I think Rovers are due at the Brandywell on September fifteenth. Yeah, I think yeah fifteenth, which is going to be humongous. <laughs> you know, if you thought Tobol and St Pat's were big, way to you know get your tickets in now. Uh, everybody for that one, like so, standing room only. But the key thing at this stage of the season is the momentum. Now, which out of those four teams can sort of pick up the baton and go with it? And that's that's what you know. Rory Higgins will be telling his, his players, Deggy Devine will be saying the same thing, and that starts this weekend. Aye. Because this is, if you look at it almost as a as a near mini league between the top four at the minute, the games between between the two you know, two of the challenges are gonna be huge. Oh, you know, aye. those are six point swings either way, because you're not only winning a match, you're knocking a direct challenger out of the road. Uh and you're you're right one game a, one game a week now, which means your focus is, you know, get this one done, get on to the next, the one. next that'll, one. That'll 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 be the way it is. Well, this um, is it. And I'm just looking at the, the figures you see. You know, Derry's obviously Bohemians, St. Patrick UCD. Then the week after, Dublin Derby for St. Pat's away at Shelburne. Shelburne and Tolka, particularly Tolka, are very difficult as Rovers found out a couple of weeks ago. Another Dublin Derby, Rovers home depots. While Derry home or Derry away at Dundalk. So like the top five are playing each other that weekend, you know what I mean? So it's Jeez. it just keeps coming and then Derry have the midweek one then or away to U C D and then it's Eve Rovers yeah. end. Well, so your next three games away from home. From a Bulls point of view even you're looking at that oh. like well look at the incentive they have for the next two weeks. Exactly. You beat Derry, you beat Rovers, you could, I, be, you could be favourites to go and go on and win the league. So it, there's so many sort of connotations coming out and as you say the the fact that Derry's away from home for the next three games, that could be, you know... Well, it's just up. That, 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 that could be a, a factor, although I think I think sometimes playing away suits Derry even more. Well, I think the Daily Mount patch is normally... Uh, it's normally... A decent patch, big patch, Derry, as I said before, and Higgins alluded to it, have, have a decent record there, so look, they'll be wanting that, and they'll get the ball down, and they'll, and they'll get at it, and that's now the players that have played the... Hundred odd minutes in the last two games, as you said, not everybody did do that. But now it's just a case of great boys. I need you to enter the tank every game now, because it's one game a week, and we go again. We have a full week to prepare for the next one, so it's and it starts as I say at at, at Bohemian. So I'm going to give you your final drum roll, please, 
Because we think, well, we think Mr. Collins is back next year. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Like, you know, like, you know what I mean? No, they could be, no one had it'll be Hurricane Sohan, or uh, he'll, he'll make it up to him. He'll be back home. here, he'll be taking out the trash. He'll, uh, you know, exactly, all oh, uh, 100%. All these sort of exactly, yeah. That he'll bring the back soccer, the like, soccer game's a great you game. Know. Oh. Uh, you know, so he'll right. he'll be probably back next year. I heard week. he found himself a gym over in America. Oh, like, oh so, yeah, I'd be disappointed if he didn't. Yeah, exactly. He might be over there doing press ups or something. Exactly. Uh, so your final prediction, uh, Bohemians away on Friday night, Mick. Uh, what are you going for? Oh, I, again, I can't. The only the only caveat to the last two performances, brilliant and everything, but finishing. And if they can find a way to take a chance, their, their chances. I I fancy Derry. I just think luck has to change at some point. Maybe maybe that's naive. I'm not looking even tactically or anything, but I just think having watched them away at a Tobol against Drahada, against St. Pat's, home to toe. Every one of them performances, I, I couldn't really fault the performance. They just have to take chances. And that's, you know, that's the stupidest thing in the world to say. But it's like, oh, you know, you were great, but you were beat 4-0. That's the old pat in the back. You don't want that. But I honestly think the performances were excellent. And the luck has sort of deserted them for that, uh, for those couple of games. But... You mentioned it earlier, the one thing Derry have in their dressing room, now that they maybe didn't have over recent years, is boys who have been down this stretch before. They've been down your McElhinney's, your Dummigans, your Duffy's. They've been down this track before. You know what I mean? I can't see Mickey Duffy feeling sorry for having missed a penalty. Don't I? He'll get his head screwed on and he'll be he'll be doubly keen to make things right. So, long story short, and I was I was miles off it last week, although uh, I'm saying it again if they'd have scored it. I, I, I could have right. should have won it. <laughs> You'll find extra time. Pendices <laughs> twice. That's exactly what happened. It's a safe bet. You know, it's <laughs> but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two 0 there. Oh, big shout! Big shout! Bows are, bows are free scoring. There's no doubt about it. Afalabi up front's a handful. He's in a good run. Uh, and as I say, Valley could they come in? Uh, just just the changes they can make. Uh, and they're decent. Like there's no doubt about it. But you're right. This is this is a massive game for Derry's entire season. Now it's just to get this going again because you don't want to feel sorry for yourselves because of the, Can't the two to. no the two European European FAA Cup defeats and penalties. I think it's going to be a close one. They always are to be fair. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and and they're they're normally decent games. And I think Bows are going to score, but I'm going to go two one Derry. I think it's going to be tight. I think it could be like I remember a couple of years ago with Georgie Kelly there, the mounty ninetieth and ninety fifth and ninety sixth minute goals. I, I would tell fans don't be leaving early yeah, anyway. Yeah. I think this could be another close one, and I think Derry's going to nick it two one. Two teams like the ball as well. Too, yeah. You know, so you know, uh, holding on to holding on the ball is going to be key, which I think will suit Derry. Like, but uh, I I wouldn't disagree with your prediction either. I've got to be honest. I think I think. I think there's only going to be a goal or possibly two in it. One of them will have the goal, the other one will have to push because it, what you would say is a draw is no good to anybody no, at this point. Like draw is no good to anybody. Unless you start hearing that the, the Dundalk strong by Rovers and UCD of America, they've got out of their half and scored. Uh, on that yeah. note, folks, I, I'm just absolutely keen UCD again. <laughs> Listen, folks, thanks for listening and uh, join us next week when it might be, Mick. Might Possibly be anybody wants to sign a petition to get rid of this Collins man, feel free. Well, this uh, is something. No, it's been a pleasure. It's been good fun. It's been good fun. And Simon should be back. He better be back. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week, folks.
We'd like to thank the children of Greenhall Primary School for the podcast jingle. And any City fans out there with anything they want to ask us, they can email us simon.collins at dairyjournal.com or myself, kevin.mcgohan at dairyjournal.com. Also keep an eye on social media on Twitter at Dairy Journal and on Instagram at dairyjournal underscore. Make sure you like, follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a beat as we follow the fortunes of Dairy City Football Club.